All right, welcome back to the Baron of Beverage. I'm here again, once with, uh, once again, with uh, Christopher. Don't you think we'd already been hitting the hooch? But we haven't. We haven't, not yet. Um, and we're here for uh, number nine in our series. It's funny I'm saying number nine because you know this is the ninth time, but we are moving the opposite direction. Correct. In our series, we're up to number two in the best tasting whiskey on earth series that we have going on. And as uh, we discussed at the end last time, it is none other than Jameson Irish Whiskey. Jameson Irish Whiskey, number two. And it's the only Irish Whiskey that is on this list. Yes. Um, you know, the ten that we uh, are using. And, well, it is by far the best-selling Irish Whiskey in the world. Yes. yes. It is uh, roughly 70% of the Irish Whiskey sold in the world is Jameson Irish Whiskey. Wow. About... Six million cases, give or take, in the last year I could find was 2016. Yeah, you know, and part of that probably is because you've probably heard this before. There's an Irish pub in virtually every country on earth. Yeah, so that Jameson, I believe, is in over 60 markets worldwide. It's got to be over 60, easily. Yeah. But, you know, easily. I mean, well, I mean, they sell three million cases alone, though, in the United States. So it is well, obviously the, a we dominant. We are the largest market, yeah, uh, single market. That is true. Um, but um, besides talking about you know the size of Jameson's legacy, let's talk about the Irish whiskey since we haven't had an Irish whiskey yet, and what makes it different than the other whiskeys. Um, its origins kind of come, not surprisingly, from Scotland. Yeah, it, it, and it's very much uh, based also on barley. Um, yes. Different. Uh, there's different mash bills, but uh, Jameson specifically uses malted and unmalted barley, and but they use uh, triple distilling in most Irish whiskey. Right. It's not legally required, but I was going to say one of the biggest differences is that in Scottish whiskey they have to malt all their barley, yes. and in Irish whiskey they have to use some malted and some unmalted yeah. uh, other cereal grains, um, and so that's a that's that's another big difference. Yeah. Um, but the uh, triple distilling uh, is something Jameson's does, and many others do. It's not; it is not required, but it is part of the reason uh, Irish whiskeys, for a lot of people, tend to be more mellow. Yeah. Um, the other reason is that um, even when they uh, they don't use any uh, smoke or peat, not all, but pro the vast majority of Irish whiskeys don't use any smoking or peat at all in their process. Correct. So uh, you, you can find exceptions. They're out there, and they're special and unique, and some of them are quite nice. But that's why you're not going to get any of those flavors that you would get in scotch in uh, Jameson's or the majority of Irish whiskeys. Yeah. Um, but I think, to the pot still thing, though, it, though not required, as you said. It's not all pot it, it still. Is, it is a... No, no, the, Jameson's not all pot still. No, no, but I'm, I mean the triple pot still dis distillation is... Um, a characteristic characteristic of the Irish style. Yes, many of them do it. Tends to get a lot of the heavier conjugars out to make it a yeah. lighter um, whiskey in general. Uh, that's what usually what the more times you distill do it lightens things out and pulls out. That's why when you got a lot of vodkas that are five and six yeah. times distilled, they're trying to get out everything to make that vodka an extremely pure, uh, simplistic flavor. Whereas uh, a lot of Scotch whiskeys and, and bourbons, etc., they're going for those heavier mouthfeels. Yeah. So what you're talking about in triple distillation lends towards that 
that lighter, mellower uh, characteristic that a lot of people enjoy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is one of the generic characteristics of Irish whiskeys. It's known for being a lighter spirit. Now there are generally three types of Irish whiskey, right? There's uh, single malt. They do make yes, single malt, which malt, is yeah. rare. Then they make single pot still. Yes. Um, and now the thing about there's actually four. They make single pot still. Then they have grain whiskey, and then they have. Um, Blended whiskey. blended whiskey. So, and a blended whiskey is any combination of two or more of the other three I just described. Um, and the uh, grain whiskey is almost all done either in a coffee still. That's C O F F E Y, not C O F F E E, like, like I drink in the morning, Correct. right? As in the the the, the designer and inventor of that, or a column. Uh, so it has that continuous. Um, and so, and typically a lot of those grain whiskey, well, those grain whiskeys by law can't be more than 30% malt, and the remainder have to be other cereals, and typically those are um, corn, wheat, and barley. Um, there they call was a, it maize. Yes, and there were, well, they call they, it maize. They call it maize. Yes, well, we're here in the States. Yeah. We will call it corn. Um <laughs> <laughs> These are the things you learn when you're doing all this stuff. So, yeah. um, but it's the same thing. Yes, it is. It's you say potato, I say potato. You say maize, I say corn. Um, but uh, regardless, uh, that's that's one of the big components that's in blended uh, Irish whiskeys such as Jameson's, which we're about to taste. So why don't I give you this, Mr. Heavy Hand? And um, it, it's a heavy bottle, too. It is um, I mean, one of the reasons I, 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 have, I have a handle of this. Why? Because it's an affordable, uh, enjoyable uh, whiskey that a lot of people enjoy, and so it's a staple in any well-stocked bar. Um, it's got a, a kind of a really... Uh, I, I actually think it looks kind of like honeycomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see that. Definitely uh, a, a golden honey kind of color. Yeah. So. Hmm. And Jameson's, at least according to their marketing, is aged for at least four years. They don't do an age statement, but they, they have do... to do three minimum. Yeah. Right. Law, and, law is three years. But they do, uh, they say they're, they're doing a minimum four in theirs. So just, yeah, for what it's worth. But they don't put it on the label. No, so, they don't. They don't put it on the label. Let's, so they, yeah, they, have, for they have fudge room. Um, and they age in bourbon barrels and sherry barrels. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. It's interesting on the nose. Um, I get florals and actually hints of milk chocolate, which is kind of interesting. I was going to go with the florals. Some light um, spiciness. And by milk chocolate, I like I smell that creaminess. Like you ever had like Cadbury milk chocolate, where it's like uber creamy and yeah. less chocolatey. Yeah. That's the kind I smell. Um, it's it's uh, it's actually it's it's actually very uh, mild. Yeah. Uh, nose. So I'm gonna give a give a taste now. Are you ready for that, or you want to talk more about it? Go for it. Man. All right. I'm always ready to have a taste. Mm. Good, uh, good cereal notes, and by that I mean there's clearly some nice uh, malt at the center of this, along with uh, I think a hint of creaminess, which come from the wheat that's probably in the the uh, grain whiskey. It's got little bits of uh, there was honey in there for sure. Yeah, I get a lot of the honey. 
Um, I, there's a lot of pepper, like uh, uh, white pepper, all around, around the edges, all around your edges and yep. into your throat. It is a smooth finish. Um, honey is very dominant for me right now. Yeah, no, it's the center core. It's the most persistent part of the finish. Um, now, again, uh, in some of the past uh, whiskeys we've had. Uh, such as Crown Royal or Jack Daniels. We've talked about that one of the primary ways it's enjoyed is with ginger ale. We're not doing that today. That's the same as Jameson's. In fact, Jameson's is probably enjoyed by most people in one of two fashions. Um, With ginger ale, and you know what the other one probably is? In beer. I was going to say in shots. Well, shots or, you know, car bombs, things like that. Yeah, but shots. Shots. Like, literally, I remember one time, well, actually... In one of my earlier podcasts uh, with uh, Charles Tappen, we were doing uh, the Black Barrel Jamesons, and um, nice. we were out in a bar, and actually there was somebody standing there, and you may have heard in the background, if, if you listen to that episode, somebody said, uh, I didn't know you did anything besides shots with Jameson. <laughs> um, so, well, and that's how I first experienced it. Yeah. Although, but I was not shooting it. I was sipping it because I had never had whiskey at that, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, our mutual friend Jason Hentrick actually bought me my first whiskey. It was a shot of Jameson. And the catch was, because I didn't want to waste his money, the catch was if I didn't like it after my sip, he'd finish it. So there you go. And I loved it. And that's what started my, that was my hook into whiskey. It was the first whiskey I ever had was Jameson. I enjoyed it. I've been drinking ever since. I think there's a reason that is a lot of people's first whiskey is because of that, me- it is very mellow. It is. Um, it is very uh sweet in the palate with that honey and Chris is now adding in a cap full of water we're treating this like you would kind of a scotch whiskey uh, to try to open up some things uh, see what happens with that well the nose is, comes across more heather to me now yeah uh, grassy, grassy. Mm-hmm. we always uh, we always on this don't go heavy on the water very light but a lot of uh a lot of Irish and Scottish distillers will actually, they will drink their whiskey with water, and they're not like, um, uh, they don't pussyfoot around with it. They're they, not putting a cap they're, in. They're not putting a cap in. They're like, I'm putting a splash in, which means about an ounce or something. Yeah. And some of them will even go so far as to be like 50-50 whiskey water. You know, some will. Just, be, well, it's because they're basically trying to cut away the alcohol heat completely um, in that. But you've tasted now, so what do you get with that? Um, with a little cap of water, it actually smooths out a lot of that pepper. Um, it brings out um, a little bit of the grassy notes to me. It brings out a few sweeter notes. Uh, I know you can't get much sweeter than honey, so I guess my point is uh, like different sweet notes. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll show Creamier. That. I was going to say it has like candy floss, and the vanilla part comes more forward. Yeah, from, the, from, from the probably the ex bourbon. Yeah. Um, so. And there's a little bit of fruit in there now. Not well, a lot. The the fruitiness that was in the floral for me, yeah. uh, uh, without the water, I now get more of that flavor in the whiskey. Mm-hmm. I don't get it at all in the notes, but I get it in the whiskey. In the whiskey, now. yeah, definitely. So I clearly understand why this is, uh, well, number two. Yeah. Because so many people enjoy it, uh, whether they're having one finger or five. Um, <laughs> It was not five. It fingers. was not five fingers. I, no, I only poured about a finger and a no, half. No, 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 no. I, I kid. Uh, there was a show we used to watch where somebody ordered what seven five, fingers of whiskey. Seven, yeah, seven, seven, fingers seven fingers of whiskey, fingers, yeah. which is basically a pint glass of whiskey. <laughs> um, so no. But another thing I should point out is at one point 
Irish Distillers, original name, right? Yeah. Which owns uh, Jameson until it was recently bought out by uh, Pernod Ricard, yeah. um, who uh, owns Irish Distillers. Now, at one point in time, in the late 20th century, Irish Distillers owned every distillery in Ireland and yes. made all Irish whiskey. Yeah, Irish whiskey um, went through an incredibly long period of homogenization where everybody basically was bought out uh, by uh, Irish Distillers Limited. Um, and in the last 10 to 20 years, there have been more... There's basically th- still three dominant producers, but there's now a boatload of smaller... Um, distilleries producing blends and producing and some, uh, single malts. There are some that haven't yet like, come out. You know, yes, that, that, are, that are like you know, um, I don't know if I don't know if they're doing what a lot of small distilleries in the states are doing, where it's like we're going to make whiskey, but right now we got this gin or whatever. So yeah. I don't know if they're doing that. Those there's, smaller distilleries, but there are several that are waiting to open and release their yeah. products. There's yeah, there's about ten that I can think of. That are at least that I've read about that you can even get here in the states. Some of them are still so small you only get them uh, travel retail or if you go to Ireland. But they really have been uh, growing their um, independent spirits movement like they like here in the states. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they they saw that what Scotland was doing when they started putting single malts out and people started opening up the old distilleries that had been shut down. Many of them shuttered yeah. um, completely in some cases. So. There's good stuff happening over there with whiskey, and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're experiencing tremendous growth, just like the bourbon industry is. But there's a reason this is number two, and I think it's because it's very approachable. Um, and I think as soon as you would throw this in ginger ale, you're basically just taking your ginger ale and introducing that real honey note. And maybe you get a little bit of the spiciness of the pepper and some other things, but might it might you're, just intertwine with the ginger you're basically though you're at that point you're hiding oh yeah alcohol, everything you know? but everything we've talked about that. right but i'm just that's i'm talking about the way popular ways people yeah, do it yeah well and, and that's why it's popular to do it that way i mean but i wouldn't i wouldn't uh well i haven't done a shot in a long time but um i mean i can't imagine doing a shot of this even because there's so much to enjoy there i i would i don't like to make broad generalizations haha I would think that um, shots of this are almost a waste of it. I know it's incredibly popular to do it that way. There's more here than a shot. Definitely. Flavor, I mean. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I think I would not want shots. Yes, I would not turn one down. But, I mean, I wouldn't sip it. I would sip it. I wouldn't pound it. I would not be like, oh, there's a shot. Give me a beer. You know, no, that's not. This is better than that, in my opinion. Yes, I know. I'm a snob. No, 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 no. You're, You're not. You're just somebody who enjoys their whiskey. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I know that this is the only Irish whiskey, uh, that we're having in this series, but I'm sure at some point in the future, we'll probably do some other, uh, Irish whiskeys. Um, yeah, well, there's Jameson's. We normally here would tell you what is, uh, number one. We I would. turn to Chris, but we're going to let a little suspense because maybe you haven't looked at the list. Maybe you don't know. And, you know, we're, we're going to keep you in mystery of what could be number one because we've, Let's, let's see if we can quickly remember and recap all the other eight. Wait. So we started with... I don't remember. Chris doesn't remember. Uh, we started with Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker Black, Black, Black Label. Label. That's right. right. And then we did uh, Jack Daniels. Then we did Jack Daniels. And we did Glenfiddich 12. Glenfiddich 12. Okay. And we did uh, Crown Royal. Crown Royal, yeah. And yeah. we did... Um, uh, our first bourbon was... Uh, Wow, we're great. We are 
I'm failing miserably at my co-hosting job here. No, so uh, we had uh, well, we know we had Maker's Mark. So we had Maker's Mark. That was that was that was, that was more just, recent though. That's what we just did, and then we did Knob uh, Creek. We had Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Uh, which that's seven. So there's eight. What is anyone missing? Which was the McAllen. The McAllen. Where we actually did a double because we, did. we didn't know. So yeah. kind of mixed it up. So those are the eight. It was the McAllen double that blanked out. That those blanked other ones, out yeah. when we did this. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> so I mean, so we've covered. Uh, so what will it be? I mean, will it be another Irish whiskey? Probably not. No. Um, but it could be a scotch. Could be. Uh, could be. Could be another bourbon. I'll say I was surprised. Could be a rye whiskey because we haven't had. We haven't had a rye whiskey. yet. No, that's true. Um, and rye is hot right now. So yeah. So we leave you in suspense. Uh, but for now, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>